Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming gal, Kalai, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto? Doing pretty okay. Got a nice Trenta Starbucks vanilla cold brew in my hand. My online class is over, and I have got nothing but video games, movies, and anime for the foreseeable future. And we are also joined by Corey. What's up, Corey? Not much. Uh, just sitting here in between, doing something different in between the, the good old gaming and sitting on my butt doing nothing sessions. Um, you know, got to keep it up, keep up pace so that I don't go crazy. So doing this is brightening my day. And Joe could not make it today. So it would just be the three of us. Today, our topic is going to be the Xbox One uh, conference that just happened, uh, the little direct that uh, we'll, we're going to talk about what our thoughts are. That was part of the Summer Game Fest. But before we get started... Let's jump into our backlog beatdown. We have JT with 58, Joseph with 32, CJ with 31. Ooh, Joe's beating CJ. Interesting. Daryl with 30, me with 20, James McCall with 18, Tricky Mick with 14, Roberto with 12, Gareth with 11, Homer gets stuffed with 7, Levi Thomas with 7, Glenn Ori with 6, T-Bird with 4, Andrew Middlemoss with 3, Jim with 3, Derek with 1, Joshua craps with one. Corey is still at one. <laughs> yeah, like like I said before, like I've I've already counted how many games I've already beat seventeen games this year, but I've also bought twenty nine games this year. So we're we're really on a negative. Yeah, I'm on the negative streak, so we're just gonna ignore most of that. Don't worry about it. Simon with one. Veronica with zero. Joseph. Oh, I'm sorry. Joseph Priestley has. 30, not 31. 31, not 32. Apparently something messed up there. Zachary Lefford with minus one. And Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Frosty, with minus two, because he's got that switch now. So. Alright. Let's get started, as we always do, with what have we been playing? Roberto, have you been playing anything interesting today? A bunch of stuff. So I'm going to update the backlog over the next week. Um, now that my online class is over, I have more time for games. And uh, yeah, uh, there's going to be a definite beatdown over the next uh, seven days. But anyways, so uh, first up, um, I would like for you, to, for you and Kali to join me. We have to talk about Void Bastards. I don't think Corey played it. Oh god, I did I say Corey? Um I mean Kalai. No, yeah. Kalai. I meant to say Kalai. Kalai Corey. Corey Kalai. Kalai Ori. Okay. Kalai. I'd like for you to join. We have to talk about Void Bastards. Yeah, I meant to play that again today, but I was so sucked into my game that I didn't get a chance. I've only done one run through of the game. I've done no I've done a playthrough. I really, really like it. It's it's 
I don't think you described it correctly when I did see your... You described it as a roguelike, and I don't think it's a roguelike. It is 100% a roguelike. You die? Really? That's... Well, no. The description of a roguelike game is the idea that you die, you keep your stuff, or you keep some abilities, or you keep something, and you restart the game again, i.e. with the same character or a different character. The only reason why they call them roguelike is because the first game that ever came out with this was Rogue Legacy back on the uh, PS4 era. Um... And the reason why they called it roguelike is because it was called Rogue Legacy, and literally the way it worked is your character would have abilities or weapons or whatever. Your character would die, pass on your genes to the next person, and then it would keep on going and going and going. So in this case, yeah, it is a roguelike because you have a backpack, and when your client dies, the backpack hops off, and all the material that you collected in the ship, the Steve, stays on board. Granted, if, if, you, if you manage to get back up aboard, or at least from the last successful mission. And then you go back to the Ark, where all the clients are, and a new client is rehydrated from dust. Or, or yeah, from dust. And, uh, yeah, and then you get to keep all the materials and weapons. But, in a sense, you, you start again in a sense. Because if you die on the ship, then you lose all the stuff that you've collected. But tell me more about it, Kalai. I mean, it, it, it's it cool, the shooting, the combat, you know, did you like the music? The, did it remind you of Futurama? No, it reminded me of um, Rogue Legacy meets a comic book. Because your character has flaws. Every, every new character has a flaw, just in, like, Rogue Legacy. And my first character's flaw was he was a smoker, so he would just randomly cough, and if there was guys in the area, he would alert them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that that's the start of one. I had the same thing. One guy would just do yeehaw every time he collected a uh, loot. So naturally, everybody would find me. Um, I had a good run today with the, with that particular game. There was um, the um, I it lasted like about an hour and a half. Uh, I had um, like as you know, as I mentioned in Void Bastards, you have to collect parts for your arc ship, like as if it's like a big conglomerate. So I had to collect a cooling system, like a water cooling system for a comp- for a human resources computer. And <laughs> so that means you have to go in the nebula, lo- look for the parts, which include like a water cooling system and pipes and water. And I had a good run. I upgraded a couple of weapons. I unlocked a new weapon. It's basically a, a, like a, a handheld bazooka. So I was able to one shot a lot of people. and. Unfort- like, and I was able to collect a lot of other upgrades for like my, my character. Like, I have a thousand health now. I even have a defibrillator. So when I die, it comes back at least once. I can come back again. And then after that, then I, I can't live again after I die the second time. So uh, it's cool. I had a good... The Malai run today, though, I needed something. And the ship, like the roguelike part, also deals with the ship itself. The which ship you board. So... There might be ships where there's no security. And there might be ships where the security is really tight. And there might be ships where everything's on fire. And there might be ships where everything's radioactive. Yeah. So I happen to have a ship that had every hazard imaginable. Oil, which turns you loose and you can't really move. And Well, you can move, but it's really uncontrollable. Um, Fire. You can't, you know, and fire hurts a lot. And radioactivity, which you get irradiated and it hurts you over like a small, small, a slow span of time. And uh, you can, you know, de like, you know, you can clean yourself from the radiation, but 
there's a machine there you can only use like three or four times. My problem was the lack and, of oxygen. Yeah, like that, 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 those first times do, um, affect, uh, and then you go, you have to like, so I had to run to the O2 machine and then you start choking and you start, and you're okay initially, but then you start losing health. So that's because your character was a me, smoker, Kalai. Yeah, but you have the oxygen gets used up very quickly in your first. I'm hoping I can eventually upgrade my oxygen tank or something. Yeah, you can. You can get a rebreather. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so that's the thing, though, with this game. Collect as much as you can, store it, survive as much as you can, and then once you start building the parts, then the, the, the going starts getting good. I mean, granted, I'm playing on easy, which is kind of normal. Normal's kind of hard. So, uh, but my run today, what happened was I got to a ship and the thing that I needed was surrounded by fire and I only had 200 hit points left and I ran through the fire and had like a hundred and I knew this was it. I grabbed the thing and I tried to make it and I just, I got, I caught on fire and died. So that, that crushed me a bit. So, <laughs> cause it was like, I'm like halfway to building the water cooling system. And then I have like two other objectives before I, I beat the game. So. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic game. I, I can't stress this enough. Like if you have PS4, Switch, Xbox, PC, like if you have Xbox, this is a no brainer. So especially um, if you have Xbox Game Pass, because that's how I downloaded it. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, we're going to move on to some Switch stuff. There's actually one game I would like to. Well, when they lift the quarantine, if, if I'm allowed to, if we're allowed to visit each other's houses again. Relic Hunters Zero Remix. I don't know Anybody? what that is, no. Anyone heard of it? No. No? It's a new release on the Nintendo Switch. It just came out on Thursday. So, it's a um, a really nice and cool twin-stick shooter where you and a player are on an asteroid and you have to shoot all the enemies to collect le- relics to defeat all the bad guys. The relics hold great treasure. The gameplay has the game has a variety of modes like adventure mode, um, endless mode, and so on and so forth. And the objective is, and it's a bit of like a roguelike in the sense of um, you buy, you know, you, you you fight enemies, you collect ammo, you collect money, you buy things mid mid mission, and then that's available to start when you want to start a run. And uh, the objective is to collect all the relics. It can be played with a second player. The colors really pop out. The soundtrack's really good. The feedback of the shooting feels like really kind of like there's like heft to it uh, and very impactful. It's uh, there's a variety of characters to choose from and it's really easy to pick up and play. There's uh, beginner, hard and um, super hard modes. And it actually was a game that was born out of a game jam and they uh, expanded upon it immensely. So it was actually one of the games I played at PAX East. That's cool. You must have been excited then to get it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean, Regrettably, I don't have a second player, but you know it's good. Um, is it online co-op? I don't think it has online. I think it's local, um, which you know I mean stinks. But you know what are you gonna do? So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a nice, colorful shooter. It's uh, very responsive, easy to pick up and play. It's addictive. There's a bunch of game play modes, tons of things to unlock. So it, it's really not, it's a really really nice. Um, um, kind of a game uh, game for, for everybody to play. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm going to uh, log more time into it, get a review out, 
Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll get that going. The next game, I also happen to play. I've probably brought this up before. Battlezone Gold Edition. Is that a VR I game? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Does it does Battlezone ring a bell to either Is of you? It, it, I don't know. Is it a VR game? I'm trying to remember. I yes. It, it, so it started off as a VR game. It started off as a as a virtual reality video game that for PlayStation VR, and um, it was a game that was uh like really kind of in like a first launch title back in two thousand and what fifteen or whatever when when the VR or sixteen when the VR launched when when the VR launched like twenty seventeen right uh something I, like that I think, I think yeah so. twenty seventeen twenty eighteen somewhere in there yeah so. It's so initially it was VR only and it, it was really cool because you, it felt like you were in the pilot seat of a tank and the pilots, you know, the tank really kind of felt like a lived in space. You had this whole cannon, you had this uh, arrangement and, uh, you know, you had a variety of weapon systems and it was kind of a ro- and on the topic of roguelikes, it was kind of a roguelike. So you had a battlefield. You would each hexagon was a battle, and the objective was to destroy the enemy core. The longer you're out there trying to get to the core, the stronger the enemy gets. And you can destroy reactors to lessen the difficulty, and also go to supply points, get money, upgrade your tank, upgrade new weapons. But uh, yeah, the longer you're out there, the the bigger your nemesis grows. And there was multiple difficulty settings, online gameplay. So in twenty November of 2018, they released the game on on Nintendo Switch, and I just felt like revisiting it again, because it's just such a good game. And, uh, yeah, I was playing that a little bit now. Now, you played uh, it in both regular and VR? Yeah. Which, wait, which version did you prefer? Did you prefer paying as a VR, or do you think it's better off to play without the VR? You know, it's, it's kinda hit and miss, like, I guess, like, I personally played it more without the VR, I mean, nothing against uh, the VR mode, but I mean, because like you can look around and there's more that you can do, and you have more spatial and sensational awareness. The non-VR part was an update, and it was, and that's where it was called Battlezone Gold Edition. It was an update that allowed you to play the game without the use of a VR headset. And I mean, I kind of played it more in that no- mode, but it was still effective because of the fact that you know you still felt like you were inside of a tank, and it takes place in that first-person perspective, so. Uh, it was really cool, and you know, it's it's there's different tank modes. There's the light tanks, medium tanks. I have a heavy tank because I like beating the heavy. There's the the controls are easy to master. The gameplay, the music is really a lot of fun. So it's a it's a strong game. If you're up for it on the Switch, um, it's highly recommended. You can play it online and offline. Um, if you can try and get people online, uh, it's a lot of fun because you just blow things up together, and uh, yeah, it's cool. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh those are two games that I played right there and uh lastly um there's actually a rattle um just a few games to mop up. Um one game was called Active Neurons. It was from Sometimes You. It's a puzzler. Not a bad puzzle game. You know, you you move the dot and you can only move the dot in one direction. So like you move the dot to solve other dots and then like you can knock at the dots and uh you know, to figure everything out. And you know, pretty simple stuff. Do you get to it, dip it also them? It has a sl- what's up? Do you get to dip them? Ah ha 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 ha! 
You know, whatever happened to that Dippin' Dots? I guess they went out of business. You know why I miss? TCBY. Like, getting a $5 parfait, man. That was, that was living in the 90s. But anyway, before I turn this into a dessert conversation, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, not bad. It's like, it's from Sometimes You. It's that guy who always releases video games on Vita, and it's a nice, calming puzzle, puzzle game that, um, it's a nice, like, puzzle game that has, like, you know, interesting attributes to it. <laughs> the 90s are um, calling. They want their video game back. Yes, they do. There's a VR um, game that just came out that's then, all about the the cool, uh, like, the, the idea that you go to VR and play the old classic 60-bit games. Pixel Ripped, yeah. yes. I actually did receive a, a, a review key for that. Oh, and boy, um, I'm waiting for that review. On, wait, wait, think, wait, wait. What system did you receive a review key for it on? PSVR. Okay, you can continue. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, then the, the lastly, um, a couple, uh, the, another one, Fallen Legion: Sins of an Empire. I've mentioned I've mentioned Fallen Legion before on this podcast. It's the side-scrolling art, uh, JRPG that's a lot of fun to play on Vita and PS4. It's um, you know the combat combat's great. It's lightning fast. The color really pops out. So I realized I never finished um, Sins of an Empire. I finished the other one on Vita. So because there's two games with two different protagonists in the same universe. So uh, the um, this one has um, I forgot the princess's name, but this is the one with the princess. So it's a good, very, very good game. Um, lastly, what I'm trying to get at is uh, uh, that I want to talk about is a game called Thy Sword. It came out today on the PS4. Oh, and PS4. I saw the trailer for that. It looks really interesting. It almost seems like it's a 2D. Uh, demons are dark souls on the idea of how hard it looks and like kind of just like a very interesting single area kill yeah. everything have a sword slash things do magic i'd have to say it doesn't yeah it doesn't really emulate dark souls it emulates more of conan the barbarian has like a very that kind of a vibe going for it like i kind of have like i'm reminded of golden axe you know like the it's not medieval but it's like ancient kingdoms vast spaces of wilderness desert but it's a bloodthirsty bloody horrible world yeah. people you know of labor and slavery but then in warriors and you know like the riddle you know remember schwarzenegger the riddle of steel chrome last of your four winds you know i was more thinking about dark souls on the idea of it being like it seems yeah. like more of a game where it, i don't know i haven't played it because i don't know but from what i saw from the trailers and stuff like that it seems like it, you get hit once or get hit a couple times you're dead so it's more or less like memorizing patterns and yeah you have a health bar things like that oh okay yeah Kalai, you never saw conan the destroyer or the conan the barbarian no oh my god how you're older than me that was one of the biggest movies of the 80s i mean just just wait roberto's gonna tell you the ending to it anyway Kalai, and then that way you won't have to see it oh right, that's a good point uh so <laughs> Little known fact that when you're a girl in the 80s, your mother doesn't take you to see Conan the Barbarian. She dresses you up in dresses and hands you Barbie dolls. Ah, uh, but so no one was wanted to see, you know, Schwarzenegger, you know, King of the Universe, my, Giant Sword. My mother was upset enough that she had to take me to see Superman every time the movie came out. I mean, I think she, oh. a bit Kali, have you seen Flash Gordon? Uh, a little bit, yeah, actually. See, see. Makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, Thy Sword is... It's a game that kind of has the that Conan the Barbarian sensation. It's a game that 
reminds me of um like golden axe like it's like i said like i said like that kind of ancient kingdom wilderness um there's an evil that has come across you have to find the emeralds it's it's not so much like lord of the rings it's more like like i said golden axe but um in that in the style of it but as for the gameplay yeah you're right so it you have to uh each section there's four areas to go through and they're procedurally generated okay and you have to slay each enemy to proceed. Gotcha. Now, some of these sections end with a boss fight, like a giant spider or a dragon, and you have to defeat these kind of creatures to 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 get the emeralds and proceed. I like the the cutscenes. The cutscenes have like a like a ver- like a once again. I have to go back onto the Conan the Barbarian. Like it's kind of the way they tell the story, and um, they you know like the it's like paragraphs that rhyme, <laughs> and. The visuals are actually kind of nice. They remind me of something I would see on the Genesis or the C- Sega CD. Like, are we talking like Broforce uh, the the graphics? Or are we talking like uh, a little bit more or less than that? For the people that don't see it. Like, I've seen Definitely. the trailer. I know what it looks like. But I know like Broforce was a big uh, tie to the idea of like being that 16-bit, 32-bit era. Um, whereas, how is... Uh, I mean, I haven't played... You haven't played Broforce? I haven't played... I haven't played it in a long time. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, so that that game's um, amazing. Broforce is great. All your bros. So yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, I I played like the first, and I think that I did, played and finished the first section. But uh, in any case, yeah, like it has like a you know like definitely not like the simplest of simple pixels. Nothing like eight bit. Definitely in the sixteen bit, thirty two bit range, and the music's really good. And the, um, you know, the world that you traverse is pretty cool. Um, it's like just a nice, good, solid action hack and slash experience with some platforming in there. You can play with a second player. Uh, and if you wanted to, you can knock it out inside of one sitting. Uh, is it? How, what about difficulty game? wise are we talking here? So first, it's a rattle like a game where you actually have to finish the game to get the platinum. And uh, on top of that. It's not something that can take like thirty minutes. It's uh, something I'd say if you uh, wanted to like just brute force through the whole thing, um, it'd take you like four or five hours, I think. Um, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Maybe a little okay. less than that. Okay. Maybe three. Yeah. So, because um, the, the the first difficulty, the casual difficulty, if you die, like if you if you're on like area four slash four and you die, you have to start from area one, but you have unlimited lives. Gotcha. Whereas I'm assuming the other the- one. The difficulty it's gonna be like every other bastard of a game that's like you only, that. have, you only have one set of lives yeah one of them is like if you die like on level f- on area five there's like uh, like there's definitely like several dozen areas yeah. um to to because you have to get the all the emeralds yeah. and then defeat the evil and everything but anyways uh if you have it on those higher difficulties you gotta start all the way at the beginning yeah um so uh, you can upgrade your weapons, you can upgrade, you know, get the bow and arrow. You have a special attack, like a magic attack with your sword that wipe, that screen clears the whole thing. You've got this swirl attack that decapitates enemies, which is kind of cool. You've got um, different area hazards. Like I, last night I played um, around a dragon area. I defeated the dragon and it was like a molten area. And there was like a volcano erupting in the background. And then, vulca- you know, volcanic rocks would just fall upon you and you'd have to dodge everything. and. It's a really neat game. Like it's, I mean, most most Rattlelake games are like really, really simple, or you can beat them inside of like two hours or whatever. And this one's a pretty good one. Like I would love to have had a 
a second player and play it on the PS4 and just, you know, go at it again. Because you can choose between a barbarian or a, or a female Viking. And uh, both both characters are strong and they have their abilities. And um, yeah. Now, they, are they, now the question I mean, is, are they equally strong? I haven't tried the Viking. I've just uh, been the barbarian. Okay. I guess that I guess they're equally strong. Um, I can't imagine why they wouldn't be. Um, good, cho- good so. choice of words. Good choice of words in this day and age. Good choice of words. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um. Well, that's it for me. I mean, I got some more stuff for next week, but uh, yeah. Um. Hopefully, I get some VR games down too. It almost sounds like. All right, so I'm gonna say it, like we were just talking about it before the show, there, Roberto, about what I've been playing and how much you'd like to play Payday Two with me, Ultra Crime Wave Edition. Yeah, what it, I got that a long time ago, and I just never. I mean, I played a couple missions, and I got some unlockables. I think. so I've played Payday One, and here coming into Payday Two, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know what? It's just gonna be bank heist. It's just gonna be the idea of me running in, crowd all the hostages. No. They've changed everything. There is like literal missions where you just like we had a mission where the first mission I played was Scarface Mansion, and then we just literally had to run in, kill all the guys, break into his mansion, burn all of his shit, destroy his cars. He comes out, we killed Scarface, and then we stole all of his cocaine, and then ran away. Really? The... That's how? What? That is, are you joking with me? Or is no, that that's really literally how it went. I'm I'm not joking with you. You need to bring me on this. Yeah, time. and then we played uh they because this game like Payday Two, so there's the there's Payday Two the Crime Wave Edition. Now there is also just for people when you go to buy this game, it is on sale right now. There is Payday Two Crime Wave Edition bundle. Do not buy that. It is not a bundle of the game. It is a bundle of all 21 DLC packs they have for the game. If you are like my one friend, you bought that instead of buying Payday 2. <laughs> and then you ended up buying, having to buy Payday 2 afterwards because what's the point of having 21 different DLC packs to play a game? But there's everything from John Wick missions. There's uh, Point Blank, uh, Brink missions there's scarface missions there's a shit ton of bank heists like they actually have a setting when you're looking to like describe what you want to do it's like what kind of missions do you want to do silent missions or loud missions there's actually just loud and my guy walks in with a full-on tactical bomb vest walks in i've got john wick dual pistols just shooting everybody if that's not taking him down i got a shotgun i'm just blowing the shit out of everybody there's cops everywhere it's just it's a great fun game to play with multiple people for sure. And yeah, we'll definitely get on in on that. Um especially with the sale it's on right now. I think it's also Joe has it on PlayStation now. So if you if you don't have it physically on the sale, PlayStation now has it for those people that play PlayStation now and not Xbox Game Pass. Uh the other game I played. Now, I didn't play many games. Because I keep on beating games, so I beat Saints Row the Four Reelected. Took me th- good. good. Took me four days, but I beat it. Um, I've never, to be honest, I've never played a Saints Row game before. That was my first one, so really quite an interesting experience for me, especially with Joe being like a diehard Saints Row fan, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's just like a GTA clone that I play, you know, <laughs> Reelected, where I have superpowers and all this," and that's what I liked about it. 
but what a good game once again uh being on the sale it was or still is um it's well worth it to pick up and it's also on the switch now so for people that want to play some kind of like run around blow everything up uh on the go uh the switch also has uh re-elected on it um one of the other games i played as well is i played yakuza kiwami 2 um, I've been a really big fan of the Yakuza games, and when Kwame came out and redid the first two, I uh, they gave us Kwame 1 for free uh, last year, I think, sometime. So I played the shit out of that. Um, I've played the shit out of 5. I've played the shit out of 4. Um, and now I'm playing Kwame 2. So kind of been all over the place, but I love Yakuza games, especially when they give me Virtual On as a game that I can play inside the game. And God, that game's amazing. Wait. Really? Yeah, Virtual On, like the old classic. And which which Yakuza is this? The Yakuza Kiwami Two. I only have the first one. I've never played a, a Yakuza game. I heard they're a blast. They're the best ones ever. They're great because there's just so many things to do in them. That's what makes Yakuza games so much fun. Like I literally sat there for half an hour playing bingo golf. But if they have a Virtual On um, arcade machine inside awesome. it, and then Virtual now, Fighter Two is also inside of. Yakuza too. They have everything in there. Wow. I I I, I so I have zero. I have Kiwami and I have zero, and I think I have six still. Like okay, sealed so up. so the way it works is um, Kiwami one and two are redone versions of the first second first and second game uh, with some of the updates uh-huh. from zero, which zero is using a new game engine. It uses a new fighting mechanic and all that. Um, that's why they're really good. Uh, Joe, Joe stands by that Zero is the best Yakuza game ever made. Okay. And he's a diehard and played all of them. And also they have a, a HD trilogy set, which has three, four, and five. So, uh, for those people that want to buy that, there's also that. But I've always had lots of fun in Kiwami games because, or Yakuza games, because the side quests are like little mini main missions where you do some random shit and... You would never expect it to be anything. And then, like, it's not just, like, go fetch this. It's, like, I had this one guy that's like, oh, they stole my daughter. Uh, go get her back for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm on it. Go, I go beat these fucking guys up, beat the shit out of them. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, man, it was just, you know, we didn't mean to do it. She just came to us. And it's like, if you want to go see his daughter, go over by the guy that's on the bridge. And so I walk over the bridge, and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm I'm not fighting you. He's like, here you go, here's his daughter. And it's a fucking cat. And the cat's just standing there, and I'm like... My main character's like, wow, she's not really putting up much of resistance. They're like, no, she just came to us. And we just, like, didn't... Mm-hmm. Al- we just were feeding her and stuff, and she didn't want to leave. And I'm like, oh, that's hilarious as fuck. So I just beat up all these guys, because they took care of some guy's cat, and he thought he stole them. Hilarious as shit. Yeah. But yeah, the fun the fun of those games. And then obviously, like, I mean, I keep on playing Dragon's uh, Crown every year. I play Defunct, which is a interesting... I heard about that one. Is that the... the there's like a robot and it like goes real fast, right? Yeah. It's like Sonic okay. without speed. Well, well kind of. So, so the way it works is it plays, yeah, it plays <laughs> like uh, those old... Like, you know those first mobile games that came out where you'd be on the bike and you'd go off the jump and you had to pr- hold the screen to make him go down faster so he could hit the next down ramp and continue jumping and you just go faster and faster. Sort of. Yeah. Like, I, I remember uh, those Temple Run games. Yeah, well, it's kind of the idea that you have a... You, you, 
the whole story, which is hilarious because I beat this game too. Uh, the whole story is your robot, his engine broke. So he's, he just putters uh-huh. around. He's like, put, 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 put. And he was trying to go to the mechanical base on his ship. Um, he pushes one button, lets the bridge down. Then he, by accident, he pushed the other button as well. So he gets across the bridge and then the bridge drops out and he falls on this planet. <laughs> and so he's right. got to, and he's got to drive around with this broken engine. So he just, he just puts along. And then the way you do it is if you get up on top of a hill, he has a Gravitron mechanic or whatever that pulls him closer to the ground. And then he gets boosts as he goes down hills and you let go of it. And then it gets to the point where you have to just get him to go through these worlds and then activate switches. But to do that, you have to jump hot, super shitty high in the air. So then you're like trying to do these little jumps and get faster and faster and faster and faster. And then next thing you know, you're like 10, 15 seconds in the air and flying all over the place. But then I tried to play the time trial version of the game so I could earn more trophies. And uh, the game continuously crashed on me. So thumbs up for oh, that. Oh, that's rough. Things. But the game only cost me 63 cents, so I'm okay. Yeah, it's on sale on the Switch a lot for like 99 cents. Yeah, yeah, it was like 80 whatever. cents or something on the Switch. I bought it on the PS4. So, I mean, if it can't run on the PS4, I don't want to try it on the Switch, that's for sure. But I mean, Kalai, you've yeah. been, uh, I, I've been seeing you posting some numbers again. What have you been playing, Kalai? Come on. Come on. You no. want to say it. I do want to say it. I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2 finally. <laughs> huh? and, oh my and, god. And, Holy smokes. And how many hours? 190 yeah. hours. My yep, good 190 lord. hours. So now I got a question for you, Kalai. Is this 190 hours of beating it because you decided to do every side quest and max out your characters and then go to face the final boss? Or is it just because it actually took that long? Well, here's what would happen. I would get to a boss, and I would have trouble. So I would warp away from the boss, because you could, like, fast travel, and there's always, like, a spot right before the boss. So I would fast travel, do a whole bunch of quests to try to level up my character, level up my character, go back, beat the boss. And it happened at every boss. So I wound up doing most every um, side quest I could do. Some side quests were just too... They weren't difficult, they were just too annoying. Because you needed to have specific traits in your in your uh your blades and so like i was like making blade after blade after blade trying to get these traits so i could get to these quests and i just couldn't find them so i just wound up giving up it took me it took me at least five times beating fighting the boss to actually beat the boss so and then i immediately stored started the torna dlc and that's another like fifteen hours right there. <laughs> so you're just on wow. the roll here, Kalai. Yeah. Just yeah, I really, much. I really enjoyed the game. There is a couple of mechanics I didn't like about the game. One of the mechanics being that to level. And now, wait, before I go into this, Corey, you know that Joe has this game. What game? I'm confused. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay, let me just rephrase it this way. Joe has goddamn every single game. He just never, like, he complains to me about buying games. And especially right now with the backlog beat dog being such a thing, he's like, Corey, he's like, you just, I just keep on giving you a hard time for buying games all the time. I'm like, yeah, you do. He's like, maybe I should stop because I buy more games in, in one week in one shopping cart than you buy all year. And I'm like, I know, Joe. 
like on Boxing Day, you average like 16, 18 games. I average zero. So, uh, yeah, like he has every single game known to man. Like when he told me how many games he has on his Switch that he doesn't play, I, I just shake my head. Shake. Well, this, there's, a, there's a very important mechanic that you will need to remind him of when he starts picking up this game again. Okay, so in five so years' time. That, yes, in five years' time. This is very important. To level your character, you have to go to an inn and rest. So you could be doing so shitty if you don't level your character and then go to a... Uh, and you don't just gain one level. You'll gain every single oh, level. Oh, so it's like Final forgot. Fantasy uh, uh, 15 did that and so did Oblivion. Where yes. I know 15, that was a big thing in 15 where you'd like gr- grind out. And I know people, like there was actually a, a lot of people that they would play through the entire game of 15 and never go to sleep. So they didn't level up just to like be that, you know, big muscle guy, right? It was great. Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of games like that. And I, it, it's funny talking to Joe sometimes where, like, what was it, last week we were just talking about Division 2 and... Joe finally learned how to use the map and understand where enemies were. And he's been playing, he beat Division 1 and he's partway through 2. And I'm like, Joe, you need to figure out these mechanics. And like, Joe is terrible for leveling up his characters. He doesn't know how to do it in any game. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that he beat Dragon's Crown. He probably just, I, I was like, Joe, okay, you need to go and, like, level up your character's skills. He's like, I can do that? I'm like, God damn it, Joe. You're, like, level 15 here. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, I also actually bought another. I bought a new game this week, which I haven't been trying to do. But one of the games that I kind of really wanted came out, and I haven't gotten very far in it because, again, I was working on um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawls. Oh boy, I heard that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, I want I want this so bad, but for one, it's on Switch. For which, I'm not saying this is bad. Don't don't take this the wrong way, fans, but. I, I, it's a game that I want to play with Joe, and Joe's on like a no buying games phase right now again, and so uh, I've kind of just left it. I know it's only on Switch, but I personally well, if like you just those buy types. it, you know he, he'll buy it. I guarantee you. Uh, I you know, like Collide. There's a lot of games that I've just bought, hoping Joe will just buy them, and then five seconds later, it's like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot to buy that. I forgot to put it in my cart. Or, oh. or you know, you know what you can do? You can buy it, and we can play. Oh boy, is it online? I don't know. Actually, we gotta figure that out. It's definitely catch go up. Wait, which game is the this? Jane Silent Bob beat 'em up. Oh yeah, I think it's only local. I didn't hear anything about it. online. Clyde, you're the one that owns it. You'll have to test this theory. I will have to test this theory. I just, it's it's pretty fun actually. Right before we started recording, I was. Beating up that stupid movie, the cow. Because <laughs> I heard it. So how is yeah. it? Like, uh, tell us about it. Uh, it's fun. It's just a regular brawler, which brawlers don't impress me much. I just like the theme around it. Because again, to me, it's just button mashing. You know, click, 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 click. Um, the stupid skater people keep killing me, which is annoying. And of course, then you have to start at the beginning of the level. But otherwise, he says, remember that song? The she she was a skater boy. He said, "He see you later, boy." Da, 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 Avril Lavigne. Da, da, da. Sorry, <laughs> a good old Avril song. Yeah. Oh, and Corey, do you <laughs> oh. know how much the ga- the game cost in America? Uh, if I'm correct, it's twenty one dollars. That is incorrect. 
Well, wait. I said in America dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's twenty six ninety nine here in Canada. In America dollars. What is this? How much is it? So ask me. 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. If the money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, oh, my jungle love. <laughs> you were just totally holding that, weren't you, Claude? You were just I waiting. Was. I was, thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so you've been playing Jane's on the bottom of the Switch, beating Xeno Chronicles 2 like a mad woman. Anything else, Kalai? Yeah. Any crazy other things? I mean, I know you're keeping your your just for people that don't know. Kalai keeps a extensive uh, Beat Saber uh, exercise routine that she's got going on right now. You know, keeping yeah. that fitness in this quarantine time, playing some Beat Saber on it PC, in- so she can have all those PC. modded on those modded songs. Unlike us poor PSVR people, even though I don't have I PSVR, don't, I actually don't put in the modded songs. I just do the I, I buy the song packs. What? The Green Day pack is amazing. You don't buy any of the modded songs, Kalai. What the heck? No, I haven't. I haven't figured out how to mod it. Too much trouble. Oh boy! I mean, you can get everything. There's people that put yeah, like some of the most random songs in there. I look online sometimes and see some of the people. It's like Harry Potter theme song or something, or it'll be like Ninja Turtle song and. Oh, great. Uh I also I played a lot of Monster Hunter over the weekend. Uh, when are you, when are you not playing that. Monster Hunter? Uh, when I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles too. <laughs> Kalai, it's gonna, we're just gonna get like a, someone to make a meme that like just shows Kalai, and it's gonna be like those Uno cards, you know, like the Uno card meme, and it's gonna say it just shows Kalai, and it says, "Continue playing Monster Hunter." Or, or no, it'll say can play something else, or play Monster Hunter and pick up twenty five cards, and it's gonna show Kali's hand being like fucking nine thousand cards, just all sitting there, just balling. Yeah, no, um, Xenoblades took up a lot of time. Like I went on full fury on it. I was like level, I was chapter seven out of ten, and like the first three chapters of the game at least are a minimum forty five hours. <laughs> Jesus. You're a crazy yeah. woman. I, I like the series. One day I'll play um, all those series on the Switch. So, so, inside Xbox, let's head to the topic of the show. So the so now let's let's be a hundred percent just so we don't. This is not a part of Game Fest. Just want to put it out there. This is Xbox trying to get ahead of the curve. It was not announced for Xbox. It's not part of. This is Xbox putting its own thing out. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I don't no, think so. No, it was never part of Game Fest. It's not done by Jeff Keighley. It's not done or organized by anybody else. This is Microsoft putting its own thing out. And and let's <laughs> and let's let's rem- remind everyone what the title of this this uh, nice little video was that they decided to put out. Clyde, do you have the title? Uh, I do not have the title. I'm actually looking on the uh, because. I actually went to the Summer of Game Fest website and I did see the Xbox Live on the schedule. For that date, though? Yeah. Okay, so just so everybody knows what the original name was, it was called Xbox Inside, Xbox X Gameplay, keyword gameplay, reveal trailer, or was it something like Xbox Series X? Gameplay reaction or gameplay trailer. 
or gameplay games trailer. Either way, there was gameplay slapped all in this trailer of the name. And there's a lot of upset people because uh, we can go in later, but there's not very much gameplay in this. Because you guys you know, have both watched can... it, right? Yes, I did. I did watch it. Did you watch? You watched it, right, Roberto? Um, I, I mean, I saw some of the like the highlights and the clips. Yes, the highlights. Thirty, the thir- two minutes of highlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, uh, you know, just uh, kind of because, like, for me, like, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, but it's just I know that, like, you know, I don't have an Xbox, but I, I did want to, like, keep me in the know of what was announced and what was seen, and. You know, I guess it's it. This is it's. Some people could defend this. I mean, I understand that. Um, that once again, like it's like you said, like there was just very minimal gameplay. I think just it's tough because just we have to remember everything went out the window when this pandemic started, and everyone's just doing um, the very best to adapt to what's there. So this this stuff probably was was supposed to be shown probably longer during like the big presser at e3 but with e3 not happening this year ever at all um they probably had to kind of you know reassemble and and try and finagle the situation it really seemed like that um in all honesty i mean i don't know kalai if you want to just go through it like basically start from the start of this uh thing and go through it all the way and we can talk about each thing as it would peer up in the uh the, the i guess xbox live event here they had or would you rather go through where we pick our parts afterwards i've got it written down here of what the way it was so. uh, i have it written down too and i so. there's a lot I, I felt that there's a lot of important information if you looked really closely at the actual like i watched yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. five minute oh i did there too. was very important information especially as an indie developer that if you watched the highlights you wouldn't have caught perfect so let's go through right from the very beginning then Let's let's do that. Let's just go right okay. smack dam. The first thing I know, uh, we got the if I'm correct, Kali was the head of uh, what was it, head portfolio manager for Xbox. I don't know. The, I didn't recognize the person, but uh, big, yeah, I don't know. Big, yeah, big, hi- yeah. big highlight is he decided to make fun and put a big giant Xbox One uh, X <laughs> fridge in his background, which was hilarious as shit. Um, was but the big thing they talked about was Xbox Smart Delivery. Um, was the big thing here that he talked about. Now, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Xbox Smart Delivery is what's happening is Xbox, uh, any Xbox game now, uh, that is built for Xbox One X, uh, or One Xbox One, uh, when the Xbox Series X comes out. God damn, this is so confusing. I don't, why can't they just call it something else? Either way, um, when the new games come out, there are a list of games. Any game that would be built for both systems will upgrade fully to you for free up to the Xbox One uh, X standard. Now, just to bring a little light on this, this isn't the first time we've seen something like this happen. Uh, we saw it with the 360 and PS3 era going into the uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it was very limited titles, obviously. It was the idea that there was, like, I think six titles where it was, like, Call of Duty Ghosts that year, Battlefield 4, um, I think Madden, uh, where if you would have bought them and you would have uh, bought yourself a PS4 and Xbox One, as soon as you would pop those discs into your system, it would download a version of the game that was the PS4 version or X- Xbox One version no, of the game. No. I want to correct you there. It wasn't the disc, it was digital only, wasn't it? 
No, 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 because you still you still have to have the physical disc in your system to in order to I had the disc. I never bought it digitally. Okay. So I physically bought bought the game. I bought it. Yeah, I bought it physically. But the only problem was if you bought it physically, like I own ghosts, right? So I, I have to still put that PS3 disc in my console for it to allow me to play the digital version of the, the PS4 of Ghosts. It's really weird. It's stupid, but it's really weird. But so people know what and, and, and I know I don't want to bring PlayStation too much into this um, because I'm trying to keep this as much as we can about the Xbox. I do because I want to wait for PlayStation to talk about. Uh, the way they're incorporating this, I do know that they have talked about doing some type of system like this. Uh, but basically, yeah, the Xbox Smart Delivery is if you buy uh, certain games that have come out for the Xbox One, uh, they will be available for what Xbox One X and they will be upgraded to Xbox One X for free, is what I've been told. And it's on the release date on the day of release on the Xbox One X. Yeah, and there's X. a lot of games. There is a lot of games. Yeah, it's it's. I think what it's smart of what Xbox is doing because they're I want to say it's smart, but it's also shady. Um, Xbox is really trying to make it seem like the list of games that they're coming out with that they're upgrading that are going to be like Xbox one today and Xbox one X series X on town release. Really what they're trying to do is just kind of hide the idea that they're going, Hey, we're going to upgrade this. It's the same idea as when 4K became a thing. A lot of games had free 4K patches. So really, that's really what we're getting. It's just another patch that lets this game look better, play better, um, use the hard drive, and use the specs. It's the same idea as Kalai. How many PC games do you have now where if uh, I had a really shitty computer, I played it, I play it on low graphics. If I get a really good computer, I play it on high. Uh, I mean, well, that's why I have a PC. Well, in reality, but let me let me stop you there. In reality, it's not really a gimmick because how many times have you rebought a game? I could tell you, I've rebought the Borderlands series on 360 on Xbox One. Yeah, and now the thought of not having to do that is kind of but but yeah, but I get that. But the difference is when we rebought those games, they usually added things. That's the big thing. We're not getting an added content. We're getting the exact same game. No, they didn't add content. Let's. What are you talking about? They didn't add content we talk about borderlands borderlands had all the dlc in the handsome collection added into it for free included in the single disc which is at there was an upgrade pack that was released for free though later yes. on that's because they redid it on the new system with everything they always redo all this with everything including you can get borderlands game of the edition they also soon um, the, but Roberto, what do you think about this smart? Let's let's bring Roberto into this conversation. Roberto, smart what delivery. do you think about this the smart delivery? Yes. So, what I, just to reconfirm what I understand it correctly is that it'll you, you have an Xbox One game, and when you go to the Series X, it'll update that Xbox One game to the latest. Yes. Specs. Hey, it's good. You know, I think it's nice. <laughs> um, it's like. I think, you know, anything that benefits the the user is good. I mean, especially to make sure it runs smoothly, uh, swimmingly well and things like that. I have to say that they've definitely learned their lessons. I re- if I recall correctly, the Master Chief Collection, when it was made for the Xbox One, ran like, like uh, as a matter of... Ran worse than the original <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was... Oh, wait a second. No, no, no. It was... 
No, you're right. It was the it was, it was the Halo collection, it was but Halo it was 4. it was Halo two inside of the collection didn't run. It was literally broken. Right. Or was it Halo Four? Because Halo Four came out on No 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 no. But the Halo right? collection is the one that was broken. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, and they said, don't, don't, don't install it because it's just it's gonna make things worse. So, which was hilarious. Um, That's why the Halo Collection ended up releasing in uh, parts, where they released it, where it was Halo One was a part of it, and Halo Three was a part of it. Yeah, it, it was that was just a oh, embarrassing. I know. So that being said, it's my opinion to say that. It, I think it'll work out. I mean, I think it's nice. It's like some people are upgrading their TVs. I mean, I'm one of those people that I'm probably not going to see the benefits of, the, of this type of thing because I have a TV from 10 years ago installed on my wall, and it's a Sharp Aquas. And um, I, until this thing like burns out and breaks, I don't intend to replace it anytime soon. It's it's not just the graphics but, though. Uh, uh, I will. I will defend Xbox on this. What it is is it is using the full power of the SSD that's also going to be in it, as well as uh, the RAM, which means that you'll have lower Ooh, loading times. You'll have faster uh, stuff like that. So it's it's graphics is one thing, but a lot of the performance side of things is also going to be increased as well, which is nice. Yeah, then that that'll be all right. I mean, I don't see it as a as a negative in any way. No, I don't either. I just think it's. It's something, I don't know, I'm a person that's been a pl- I own everything, I do not own an Xbox One, but I've owned everything before that, okay? The problem I've always had with mm-hmm. Microsoft as a whole is Microsoft will tell you something, and they'll spin it in a way that makes it seem like it's better than it actually is. Like Connect. Well, not like Connect. like the idea that during this entire press conference, when they talked about gameplay and video... If you ever read the reading on the bottom, which a lot of people did, it says optimized or emulated in graphics or image of emulated version of what the Xbox X would be or emulated version of the gameplay of Xbox Series X or it would say uh, what they feel. The ga- it basically was telling you that the graphics they were showing you, the videos they were showing you were made through a PC using either xbox one x of what the hardware would be quote unquote or what the xbox x should look like which i think is something that so let's get into the actual software that they showed because everything was done on an xbox series no no it was was not it was not that's my whole point at the bottom of the screen it does not say it was running on an xbox series x it was said it was emulated or was performing on something to emulate an Xbox Series X. That's the misconception. This is not running on an Xbox Series X. Half these things weren't. That's the whole problem is that they basically came out and said, here's our gameplay Xbox Series X. And then what they've done is they give you like, I literally have it. The exact words on the bottom of, of one of the games was generated for capture in-game engine footage. Generated for capture, which means they are emulating it through something else that is capturing this data in a software that is built. Maybe it's the the body of an Xbox X. But what I'm saying is they are using outside software to capture this or outside technology to capture this. They are not running it through an Xbox X, plugging in a hard drive on the back of it and plugging into a TV and saying this is the video. They are using something to capture that data, which means it is not 100% running through the Xbox X. Like, it's just one of those things. And that's where one of my biggest issues was. I really wish Xbox would just say, like, it doesn't say in-game footage Xbox X. It does never say that. And that's the issue. 
Okay, so let's get into the software. Um, okay, let's get into the software. The first game, Bright Memory. I I actually saw... Oh, I was going to say, I'm very excited about this. Are you, is anybody else? Yes, 100%. This game looks amazing, it plays amazing, and it's made by one friggin' guy, which blows my goddamn mind. Now. Yeah, um, GG Man Live, lives, he's, um, he's a uh, FPS-focused uh, YouTuber. He showed this the other day, and I thought, like, my god, I really want to get this. It looks really, really cool. But here's the thing, Roberto. It was made by one guy. Not a team. I know. And let's dive a little bit into that. So people are saying that this was a lackluster. But what that told me is Xbox is doing something to make programming these games easier, getting them into people's hands Uh, easier, uh, and making indie developers easier to program for the xbox okay so let's rephrase this this game was originally made for pc first not xbox series x it is originally made for pc by pc and the first version of it was already released on pc it's being redone to be a full console release it's already on pre-order for steam all these a single game that showed up on the xbox conference is multi-console so i'm sorry none of these games are exclusive they are all multi-console every single one of them but I want to know what engine he built it in that it took one person. Well, I'm assuming he built it. Like, that's the big thing. He probably built it in. And en- you can. The, the thing is, is that engines means that and en- your engine is unreal. Your engine is uh, Snowflake or whatever the uh, Frostbite. Your engine is uh, like Blizzard has their own Blizzard engine. Uh, engines are the basis of what you build. Microsoft does not give you an engine to develop a game microsoft gives you the platform to develop a game on and that's the big thing so i don't know exactly what engine he used i would have to look that up um if i'm correct from what i've heard he actually used created his own engine from what i've understood or he used he had some help from an outside developer uh to do that but he's mainly he done used it by the, he, he used the unreal engine yeah so the unreal engine 4 which is pc based it's like Gary's mod. Yeah, look- that was yeah, the best. Yeah, looking at it on Steam. Yeah, I could pick it up for ten bucks on Steam. Yeah, like there's so he made. Um, if I'm correct, the way it works is there's Bright Memories Infinite, which is his first game. Um, and then he has a second. He's upgrading that game into a full version of the game, um, which will be released for the Xbox One X and Steam. Um, now I will admit, as a PlayStation gamer, when I was looking into every single one of these games, they are all coming to Steam. Or PC, or uh, the Xbox One X. There's no confirmed, except for Bloodline and Dirt uh, Five, which we'll get into later. And Madden are, from what I've looked at, um, are the only uh, and Scarlet Nexus are the, and Yakuza. So only six of these games are coming to PS PS4 slash five. Um, all the rest are PC, Steam, and Xbox Series X. So. Which will make some of our users happy because we did have a discussion about if these games are coming to PC, is it worth it to buy that Xbox? Um, and that's a big thing. Like that's the 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 sad thing is is looking at this conference. I don't know if it helped Xbox or if it just hurt them because it makes a person like me that would be if you told me that this these games that they showed today were Xbox One One Series X exclusive, I would have been like, okay, I actually might have to buy one. But then 
when I look into it and find out that every one of these games, if it's not on PlayStation 4 or 5, it's going to be on PC, just makes me go, I really need to be able to build a friggin' amazing PC. And so it's one of those things where maybe these games will come to PS4 or PS5. I haven't heard anything with a lot of these, but I mean, like with games like Bright Memory, where like you're talking about Kali $10, like the game looked amazing. Like the idea that one person built this game and it's worth, I would, I'll give him $20. I'll buy it twice because this game just looks so good. I want him to continue making games. He needs to go and go talk to some of these other developers that make first person shooters and be like, hey, I'm going to make your game for you or give you hints because like it just looked good. It ran amazingly. There was nothing else like that. And I mean, then we get into our next game, which was like Dirt 5. Yeah, which we really don't need to talk about. It's just, it's another racing game. It's dirt. It's on I ice. I move on to, like, exactly. <laughs> I just, I, I want to move on to the more interesting games, like the next one, which was Scorn. Scorn was really good. Um, I actually saw, uh, after the conference came out, there was a gameplay demo that came out of Scorn. Um, I really wish that there was more about the games in the conference here. But, I mean, Scorn is like a, a Dark Souls clone in, like, hell and you're like it's like a robot slash humans it's just gross it goes grotesque and looks goddamn amazing well um i'm looking at it right now uh, i looked at it and i wouldn't say it's that's it's a dark souls clone um it looks like the game is very much inspired by hr geiger who as you know was the the chief um illustrator and uh creature creator of uh alien um, which is why, like, the, that kind of bony, haunting style, that's, like, that was his style for Alien. Um, and, uh, yeah, it definitely looks like a pretty cool game. I would personally play it. The, because, if I'm correct, the wiki um, does say he took, uh, big inspiration from Gregor. So. Right, yeah. So there's, um, yeah, first-person horror-adventure game, uh, in a nightmarish, uh... Oh, okay, sorry, I was thinking of a different... The sorry, I was looking at a different game that looks the same way but it's built in hell but yeah scorn scorn is definitely looking you're thinking of agony. yeah that's it okay yeah that game sucked no no not agony sorry there's another so, game that looks exactly like that one but it's it's uh third person i'm trying to i don't know i have to look it oh. up there's so many games and stuff coming out that i get confused nowadays but clyde what do you think about this ridiculous um, I'm, not a very, I'm not a very big horror fan the graphics looked amazing which is one of the takes that i got out of this conference was that xbox was like Here's all the FPSs, which is what the original system was built for. So, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see more gameplay and more storyline. Uh, that That is the one big thing, right? A uh, conference that's called Xbox Gameplay. And uh, let's be honest, there was maybe a minute and 20 seconds, maybe two minutes at most of actual gameplay. <laughs> I mean, that that this 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 video uh, ended up in its first day getting more dislikes than likes. Uh, due to this factor, especially with the Valhalla, because this was the big thing where they were going to show gameplay footage of Valhalla, and that was their big push to get everyone to watch this, and uh, at the end, they did not. So, but I mean, uh, Roberto, like, did you have any other things with Scorn that you really, like, because you're more of the horror guy out of all of us. You're the one that's really dove into a lot of these games, and kind of, especially when you talk about Alien, I mean, I know Kali probably hasn't seen the movie, but you can spoil the ending for her if you would like. <laughs> it's a it's a long winded ending, <laughs> uh, a good, very good one. Like 
Well, I mean, I can turn this... Well, just to keep <laughs> things uh, focused, because it's... Alien and Aliens are two of the best sci-fi films ever made. The third one sucked. The fourth one's okay if you want to just get some people together, eat some Chinese food, and have beer. And then AVP was... The first one's actually pretty okay, and then the second one sucked. And then Prometheus is actually pretty okay. It's an intellectual horror. All right, then, I'm oh, gonna move this Alien along. Covenant, this is not. We're not talking so, about movies. We're already at an. I'm hour. sorry to say, we're already at an hour. Corey started. I'm we're sorry. We're already you, at you, an you, hour. You pop and the we cork. got plenty more to do. <laughs> but okay, I'll, I'll. I'll. Okay. Well, anyway, the next. Um, the next game was Chorvis. Chorvis. Cor. Corvus. I didn't answer Cor. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about Scorn another I was time. Say, what's, Roberto's, what's this game Roberto's really excited. Uh, it's called Core versus Rises as One. It is a that's oh I couldn't read the like the way they had it set up. It, it's Core versus I don't know. It's Core verse. I think it's all one word. It's C H O R B S uh, Rises One. Um, it's actually looking. It's a by Deep Silver. Um, so we know Deep Silver, which is weird because we know Deep Silver for doing uh first or third person games, but not space shooters. Which was really interesting to see them jump into this route of having a story, like a really looks like a really story driven uh, Star Fox game, basically, uh, with crazy graphics and, uh, you know, high intense gameplay here. Uh, once again, comes for PC as well as Xbox One. Like, ever, like I said, everything on this list is multi console. Um, so, but it's, it's definitely one of those what? games that just looks. I don't know, it looks interesting. I don't know what to think about this one. Like, what do you think about this one, Roberto? Have you seen much? Did you see the gameplay on this? I mean, it was very brief, so. It was just basically um, like an upgraded yeah, Star Yeah, so, Fox. like, it, it looks it looks really, really neat. Um, I mean, I, I, Deep Silver has always made some pretty good stuff. It's a space sim, and I think we need more space sims out there because of the fact that we don't get a lot of space sims at all. Uh, it's, uh, I personally grew up in the days of games like the Colony War games for the PlayStation 1. I grew up with a game called Blast Radius, and there's another game from EA called Darklight Conflict. Um, we The only real space shooter that's currently available right now is uh, Elite Dangerous, which is a game that oh has very much God. been buried in my backlog, and I've been meaning oh, to play that because... What a, um, that game is ridiculous. Just I'll tell I know, you right like, now, Roberto. I will tell you right now in Elite Redangerous, look up on the Reddit page of Ran Out of Fuel Elite Dangerous, and there is a wiki help page for it. Because if you ever run out of fuel, there is no way except for restarting the entire game to refuel yourself or ask for it from someone. And there's an actual help Reddit page form where you type in what latitude and longitude and like where you are, and they will actually fly out and give refuel you. It's great. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's pretty intense. Uh holy smokes but anyways yeah i mean it looks great i i hope this makes its way to you know to playstation i mean like i'm just like i love the ship designs i like how it's like sci-fi but there's this whole like cosmic violence spirituality element to it all like a bit like warhammer a bit you know like the, if the, i'm the correct this is tattoos uh and- this is quoted for ps5 i i don't want to i didn't write them down what ones weren't were ps5 because i just didn't look at it, but um, I, I do, if I'm correct, that one is um, a PS5 as well as PC. Obviously, Deep Silver is a third-party console, right? So, mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, yeah, it looks good. I mean, it's like, you know, it's 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 something I would absolutely play in pre-order and everything. What about you, Kalai? I would, driving games yeah, and all? I know. I would, I would have to see more gameplay, but I kind of was like, this kind of had a Mass Effect vibe for me. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it was kind of neat. Uh, at this point in the conference, too, we saw the uh, one of the Xbox staff talk about the idea that they're working together with all uh, publishers, which... Uh, they might want to choose their wording a little bit. Um, all third-party publishers, for sure. But, I mean, every third-party publisher usually produces games for everyone. <laughs> but, uh, either way, um, it does look like they are... It's neat to see Xbox, like, kind of taking games. Like, like when you think of a, a conference a year ago from Xbox, uh, we'd be seeing a Halo, we'd be seeing Forza, we'd be seeing a lot of different types of games. The idea that we're seeing Dirt, be the first thing they show for an xbox uh series one x game the idea that they're not going hey here's forza we're going to show you another racing game to play on your xbox one series x either means two things either one they're actually caring about third-party companies or two uh forza is nowhere to be seen so i'm hoping it's the uh we care about third-party companies but uh i mean let's just skip the next one because yeah it's madden 21 and it's Madden. And but real you... quick, for those... Wait, I just want to say this. For those that do like the Madden series, because there are people out there that like them, the only information we got is now that you will to feel the game. That's all they said, is they would feel the game, and more information would be well, coming. Well, because the reason why they say feel the game is because both the Xbox uh, Series X and the PS5 controllers are using the DualSense technology that's inside of the Switch uh vibrations so the idea that you can feel different vibrations inside of the actual controller it's no longer a dual shock or a rumble uh so i have a feeling we're going to be seeing a more of a you know oh you can feel like you caught the ball when you throw it and whatever bullshit they come up with 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 ea trying to make something that's been the same game for 21 goddamn years or they're going to try to make it new and fresh um but uh yeah, the, next game i was gonna say the next game i'm excited about super excited yeah i I didn't play the first one. Uh, I'm amazed because the only way to play it is on PC. Uh, this game is uh, Vampire <laughs> Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Um, Vampire Masquerades is basically a spinoff of D&D where you build yourself a, as a vampire in a city world. And you it has the idea of like D&D where you have stats and characters and like stealth and checks and all this crap. It actually spawned off a whole side thing of D&D stuff. But... Uh, you are a vampire. You're in a world of regular people. You have good choices, bad choices. Every choice you make will obviously affect the game. Um, obviously, it looks like with Bloodline 2, it seems like they've gotten rid of uh, the RPG elements a little bit, maybe, and gone more for the actual, because um, a lot of what they were showing for quote-unquote gameplay uh, was more action-based, but hopefully I'd like to see that fleshed out a lot more with the... But it looked good, and it looked creepy as fuck, which is fantastic. Because Kalai, um, or Roberto, did you ever play the first one? Uh, no, never. Oh man, I, 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 I mean, I've seen a lot of people excited for it, but I've just never played that. On um, Steam, I admit the 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 vampire thing didn't really kind of roll on to me until like you know I got older. It's on Steam. For those who don't own it, it's on Steam. Like I, I still own it on Steam. Vampire Masquerade. Wait, now I, I have a question for Roberto. Okay, please yeah. tell me your. First vampire wasn't Twilight. No, it was. 
interview with the vampire? <laughs> it was definitely, um, it was, I mean, I remember my sister helping me beat the vampire in Kirby when I was a kid. Um, there was a vampire. Castlevania? No, there was a vampire, the, the nightmare or whatever. Oh, Kirby. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, what about Castlevania? Yeah, but I played Lords of Shadow. I never finished it. Oh, so, it was just oh, well, so you, I, you, I, I kinda, you never finished Lords of Shadow. <laughs> uh, just for those, let me just spoil the ending of that game. You become Dracula. So, the Damn way it. It, <laughs> I would say, for those who haven't played Lord of Shadow, it's actually a precursor to Castlevania, and you actually become Dracula. So, technically, you never fight a friggin' vampire. You know, I think you've, the last boss is the, the vampire, but really, you never fight any vampires. And Like, the last thing I remember is I, I killed a giant bird. Oh yeah, that was like right at the very beginning of the game. No, it's like I think it was halfway. I, I got oh, like no. a lot of missions done. Yeah, that game was um, great, by the but way. But it just took forever, and I was just like, uh, okay, I was like starting to kind of plug into what Kalai, you know, experiences. Like you get tired of the thing, like, and it was exciting, but it was like, this is the Joe. This is the I, Joe problem. That's the Joe problem. Yeah, the play a game and be like, oh man, I'm just. My ADD's kicking in, and I can't concentrate on this game anymore. I'm gonna play something else. Like the idea that Joe's dropped playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and has yet to go back to it, and it's been about three weeks, and I'm like almost killing myself because I really want to talk about the ending with him, and he's just not there. I'm not gonna spoil it. We're not gonna do that. Wow. But um, but what about you, Kalai? Because you talked about. I mean, yeah. obviously, the way you've talked, you like vampires more than we do. Um, maybe. I mean, interview with a vampire. I mean, everybody fantasized about some good old interview with a vampire. Everybody read those novels and, you know, imagine things that would happen with a vampire that Twilight took and shattered and made it, you know, seem like a shitty variation of what you really think a vampire is. But how would you like to live in a uh, world of vampire masquerade bloodlines to you? Well, I mean, it'd be really cool to be a vampire, because then I could, like, play, like, video games for the rest of my life and never die. <laughs> uh, it looks interesting. No, it looks really interesting. The graphics look good. I just added the first one to my wish list on Steam. There you because go. Because the Steam summer dates have been leaked, so maybe it'll go on sale. Maybe. It always goes on sale. I mean, it's, what, 10 bucks right now, probably? 20 Holy shit. I think I bought it for $5 at one point. It was one of those five... Oh, I bought it off to... Did I buy it through Direct-to-Drive when it was still a thing? I think so. I think I bought it through <laughs> Direct-to-Drive when it was still a thing when they had $5 Fridays, where every, fi- every Friday it was a five. there was a $5 game they put out. But the positive side, this will run on my PC. <laughs> That's true. So, what's the next game? Uh, we Call have of Call of the Sea. Now, um, this was interesting because... It didn't really tell us much about the game. It seemed like a walking sim. Looked really pretty. Um, very bright and colorful. Looked like we go in the water at some point as a human water person and we do some other things. But it, I don't really... I think it's a storytelling walking sim, it looks like. Um, looks good and pretty. But other than that, I have no idea. Once again, on Steam. Um, it's already on pre-order on Steam. So... Maybe pick it up. I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm I'm one of those people that I love what walking sims do for people, but I just don't have the attention span to play walking sims. So what about you, yeah. Kali? Like, I wasn't very interested in this game. It just had no appeal to me, and the graphics weren't to my liking. 
Yeah. Like, I like the more realism of, uh, of, uh, bright memory than yeah else, call it, it seems like call of the sea more went try, try to go for that journey look but then stopped halfway they're like here's the realism mm-hmm. let's go to journey but let's stop halfway in between that what about you roberto did you see call of the sea and how this thing looked call of the sea i mean that sounds pretty interesting considering no. by the, the, the shore no. um like you're gonna look you at I mean, I, it it looks I, i'm gonna tell you right now I mean, as you're trying to look this up, it looks like it looks like a combination. It looks like Abzu on land mm-hmm. without the animals. I see, but we I have see. no idea. I don't know if it's a puzzle game. I don't know if it's a walking sim. I don't know if it's an adventure game. I don't know if it's a murder mystery game. I don't know what this is, but I do know the next game, Ascent. I want this so bad. This game. So looks do I. Fucking sweet. A gun. Oh my god! I cyberpunk. Bet, I bet Roberto. Roberto bet wants this. Roberto, did you look at this uh, up? You said ascent. The ascent. The ascent. The ascent. The ascent. The ascent. Yeah, you look. Okay. Ascent, and I was yeah. Like, okay. Oh. Well, because he's Canadian. I, I translate it. That's my Canadian ascent. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you look up this trailer, um, Roberto. While you look at this trailer, uh, me and Kalai are going to talk about this amazing. Uh, you know. Looks like, uh, um, oh, what the hell's the movie called? Roberto, uh, movie, um, he's a robot hunter. Blade Runner, that's it. Good job helping me out, Roberto. Um, but it looks like a Blade Hunter world. It's four player co op, it's a twin stick shooter, it blows shit up. It's just everything I want in a game. Everything I want in a game, and it looks goddamn amazing. Now, this is wow. one thing that makes me sad that is not... I, I hope to God this is... I, I can't remember if it was announced for PS... I think it was, but I don't can't 100% confirm, but I do know it's on Steam. I do know it's on Xbox One X. Uh, but, Kalai, what did you think about this masterpiece of a game that it looked like? Now, I know a lot of people are picking at it because they're like, it's not that big of graphics, but, like, let's be honest. this it, It's a top-down shooter. It looks pretty damn good, I think, in my opinion, for this. I mean, it does look really amazing, and the first thing I thought was cyberpunk, and you had said that earlier, so I thought that was pretty amazing. Now, Roberto, as you're uh, watching this in amazement, what do you think about this? I already love, like, so this is, like, my, my big niche when it comes to things. Like, some people like Tolkien fantasy, and some people like Thrones fantasy, some people like sci-fi, and some people like, you know, silly sci-fi, like Futurama sci-fi, and people like bright neon colors, super giant buildings, mech cyborgs. And some people, people like spoiling the ends of movies. Backs. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this and my goodness, does this look beautiful? Um it's it, it reminds me like like there's this there's a ship there that's taking off and the whole building's turning red and it reminds me of um it reminds me of like how in the 90s we like we always had these fascinating futures of how the future was going to be like yeah, uh, there was yeah. even like a I know it's gonna sound a weird memory to share, but there was like the 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 the, the Spice Girls had a song "Spice Up Your Life," and literally the whole video was them in like a flying ship in like a, a in a rainy gray Blade Runner esque. Um, yeah, I I, future I never paid video, too much so. attention to the Spice Girls music videos, but uh, I, I mean Blade Runner. This this definitely does seem like Blade Runner, cyberpunk, like those kind of things, and it really uh, and, is. And I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna say though, it looks like somebody from Housemark, the guys that made uh, yeah, yeah, all the like. Tw- it looks yeah. like after 
Next Machina, and then the the fact that the like as you know the that arcade game didn't do so hot, and they were like, we have to sh- shift our entire yeah work work ethic in order to be able to stay competitive. It sounds like somebody left and said, "Yo, arcade still, I still want to make arcade games and twin stick shooters." Yeah, I'd have to. I would. I'd have to look it up of what exactly what company made this, but no, no Curve Digital. It's not Housemark, but no, it's B- so I think yeah. I think it was Neon, wasn't it? I have no idea. I don't know. We can no, figure... I mean, either it's... way, this game looks badass as shit. And you know what? Curve Digital. Curve Digital is the publisher. Neon Giant is the developer. And right. I just looked it up. Not only does this game look awesome, it's actually a co-op RPG. Oh my god, it's co-op? Wow. And it's, it's RP- But it's RPG, though. You just looked it up. So that you're telling me that I can level up and change things? Oh, Jesus. And, right. um, you could you can carry uh, Joe through the uh, game since he'll forget the level. If it comes through PS5, I can carry him through it. But you know what game I do like the look of that I want to know more about is the medium. The idea of this game, the idea that we have the music and uh, I think it's the music creator of the original Silent Hills working with them on this game. Like this game just looks interesting. I mean. I know we didn't see much. We saw a lot of things that looked very scary. We saw the idea that this uh, lady was peering between two different time periods or two different realities. We don't know exactly what which, but um, looks really good. Looks really good. It does give me that, like, you know, with Silent Hill, not really... Who knows where the frig that game is or what it's doing. There's rumors all the time about that. Um, I don't know. It just seems good. But I, I, there's just not enough gameplay. I, re- I, I'm assuming it's a sur- sur- survival horror, uh, just the way they talked about it. But uh, Kalai, what do you think about the medium here? No. <laughs> well, I know, but I, I you, might try. Yeah, because I, I know for you, you're not really much of that in that genre, right? Yeah, it's, it's the give genre. You, I'm not. Yeah, give you a genre. gun, you're yeah. you're all good. But right, the one good thing about this game is it is on Xbox Game Pass. Well, interesting. So, yes, and so was, I'm sorry, Call of the Sea. Both of them, if you looked in the bottom left-hand corner, it did note that they were on Xbox Game Pass, so, so I on will release, be able to play. Yeah, I would say on release, they'll be that, that's that's good to hear, and the idea that um, I know only certain games are uh, from my understanding, most of these games are going to be able to be, all the games are going to be able to be played on the Xbox Series X, just not up and using all the things. Roberto, did you see the medium here? Did you see the highlights of that? Or like the the little keynotes here of the idea that they're talking about this being like an homage to Silent Hill is what they're kind of going for, from my understanding. Yeah, it looked pretty neat. Um, I, I, I did li- li- read up on what's going to be, what's consist of, and I think that's also really good that they're going to be kind of like going into that aspect of horror, and it looks like there's some, you know, genre veterans that are really yeah, familiar with, yeah. um, with like what, what makes it immersive? I mean, the fact that Silent Hill composer Akira Yamoka is in it, yeah, it is just pretty seems... cool. And it's from, and now the now I will say that Bloober Team has made appearances at the Paxes, and they did promote the Blair Witch for PS VR and various VR platforms. I did not get a chance to play that, but I do have Observer. It was published by Devolver, so um, I'll have to try and um, sink into what these guys are all about and. Also, there was another game that they did that was horror, which was uh, Observer, 
a cyberpunk horror video game. And um, it came out a couple of years ago. I never played it. Uh, they are going to be releasing something called Observer System Redux, which is going to be um, like kind of doing what we've been talking about, like upresing everything and um, making it like optimal for new systems. So, um, yeah, these guys seem to have a, a really strong, tight um, element with fear and horror. I mean, uh, Layers of Fear was one of the first games they made. Observer, Layers of Fear 2. Blair Witch was released last year, and then, of course, Medium is coming out in 2020. So these guys seem to definitely um, know what they're doing with that genre, yeah. Well, I mean, then, I I know Kalai's probably might not jump into this game too much, but uh, uh, the next game we saw was Scarlet Nexus. Now, uh, this, I don't know how to describe this, but this looks like a game where someone was like, hey, everyone wants to save the Earth, and you know do what it is and then this one guy's like hey let's make a game where we're gonna have poison ivy uh use make plants monsters that are combined with things and try to kill everyone but let's forget about poison ivy we'll just take her out of there and just have random plant monsters and crocodiles made out of random things and have it where once again we're a hero that just gets some random superpower to kill these things uh, made by Bandai Namco, so I mean, sometimes would we? It's basically a Japanese RPG. Yeah, it is, but it's a it's a it's a third person action adventure, so it's like a hack and slash. It looks like more of like a Devil May Cry style, but once again, you're fighting plants. Um, I don't know. I I would have to play it. It looks like one of those games where it's just hey, let's play this like like Code Vein kind of idea, where it's just a neat concept and. We'll see how that turns out. I don't really know what else to, uh, to how to s- describe this game, but I know Kalai, the, the way you were just acting over there, you pretty much knew right away as I was about to talk about this that we'll have to see more before we even think about what we're going to do with this game. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting considering they've done stuff like uh, maybe they've learned from um, the Dragon Ball Z games. Well, the, the, so. this this same studio made uh, Code Vein, which is really good. So that's why I'm wondering what what's going to go on there. So, uh, Roberto, did you see anything about the Scarlet Nexus and the weird plant monster fighting? <laughs> well, uh, you know how that team is. They're the same. It sounds like the if they made Code Vein, it sounds like they're the same. I think it's the same team. Made, if I'm yeah, correct, they, yeah, they also made the. Um, the God Eater games. Yeah. And, uh, so, like, this I is mean, just I, a normal thing. It's just <laughs> something new, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, 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 so it won't be an Xbox exclusive. So it looks like it's going to be on, it's gonna be on PS4 and PS5. And, you know, it's, 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 um, yeah, it's for, um, it's actually led by the people who made the Tales of games, which, oh my God. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Well, if it's by them, play. then that. That means we might just have to play this just for the pure ability of playability, let alone just kind of ignoring the fact that you're fighting plant monsters with hose equipment attached to them. Maybe, you know uh, what, maybe they just took a level. I'm hoping what this is, is just that it's a level they took out of the game, and that the entire game doesn't consist of these plant monsters. It's maybe just a level or a type of enemy that you have to fight. I'm hoping the, the... the enemy types change. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, like the one of the press releases, and it says that you know Scarlet Nexus aims to change the way gamers view Japanese RPGs with a powerful futuristic aesthetic, as well as a streamlined combat system that balances fast-paced action with strategic planning. So it sounds like they're going to do something a little bit like FF7 remake. Yeah, because um, I, I, I mean, because I admit when I was growing up, 
Uh, there were so many of those Japanese games. There was like the earliest Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. Like I couldn't get into that. Like well, it's I like, was what do you not pick? someone who had the patience to do turn-based combat. So or or go through panels and panels of reading and then get to combat. It wasn't until now I've started to like, appreciate that because there, you know, that that side of the world when it comes to game development is doing a lot of amazing things, revolutionary mm-hmm. things. They're doing things that they, you know, that they that people here are not doing. And I feel that people are taking a lot of inspiration from them. From yeah. Japan. Well, I mean, and, I mean, probably right here, probably back then you were playing a game called Turok, right? Well, I was playing like, uh, uh, like action based games. There was yeah, there was yeah, Colony Wars. There was Turok. There was oh yeah, all uh, those Star types of games, Rogue just like kind of stuff. Uh, just like second. So speaking, ex- speaking of Turok, we have Second Extinction, which is the next game they showed, which is a third person or first person cooperative game. Where literally all it is is you're dropped on a goddamn island, you have to blow up motherfucking dinosaurs. Well, uh, Kalai had a thought. What, what were you gonna say, Kalai? She was trying to cut me off and take my my fucking trans my. Uh... I was. Tr- he he was making a segue. And she and was, I was trying, trying to... to lob him this lobby the segue. And I just came in there oh. and took my lob and lobbed it myself. Yeah, when he said Turok, it was meant to be a segue, and you kept going. So I was trying to lob okay. it back. to yeah, because well, you know, I don't know if you saw this, Roberto. Stuff. The second extinction. Now, it, it literally, it's made by a. Okay, so it's not made by Avalanche. It's made by an Avalanche-based solutions. So it's a company that's built within Avalanche Studios, um, from my understanding. Um, but basically, Second Extinction is a third-person, uh, cooperative first-person shooter where you fight dinosaurs. Now, the one problem I had with the trailer. I know not a lot of people notice this. The game looks sweet. It the the land you play in looks very basic. It's just like here, open fields, uh, giant hill, <laughs> trees. But there's only four different dinosaurs at this point in time in the game. But the idea of the explosions and the craziness, I am done with having hordes of zombies run after me. But have a horde of motherfucking right. raptors come after me. I'm ready to take shotguns and rocket launchers and blow the shit up and it's three person co-op and it just so happens there's three of us here so we all know what we're doing in a little bit of time no Kalai what you're shaking your head about this Kalai shotguns rocket launcher T-Rex what do you not like about this I'd rather play monster hunter god damn (laughs) well you know what that's fine. You know what? This developer looks like they're trying to make something. It, I have a feeling this is just going to be one of those games where you just sit and play, and when you want to have do something where you just blow shit up, this looks like the game that I want to play. Unlike the next game that was on the list, which was an RPG version of Yakuza, which they really never explained that. They just really showed the gameplay of the new Yakuza game and made it look like it was an action-adventure game. <laughs> like the regular Yakuza's, when it's a turn-based RPG. But... The idea that X once again, like I say, this is a real weird conference for Xbox or like uh, video they made because they showed Yakuza, which is a been a Sony game for so many years. Uh, it's a game that has always been very Japanese based, which Xbox really kind of turned away from a lot of those types of games. And the idea that we're seeing not only the new Yakuza game, but the Yakuza turn based game. <laughs> yeah i think like what it is is that um you know it's trying it's xbox trying to re-establish its relations with japanese 
and Asian gaming publishers and developers. Uh, they had had a very shaky relationship for quite some time, um, though back in 2006, 7, and 8, a lot of big RPGs were, and JRPGs were arriving to the Xbox because the PS3 was not doing so hot. So, um, you know, Microsoft's like, hey, PS3 is not doing so hot. Come to our side. And you had like the last remnant and things like that. And then, you know, I remember one of the big shockers was like FF13. Oh no, we yeah, we stole the Sony oh, it exclusive. Was, what was multi console, right? Yeah, it was the multi console, like, the first time just... ever that it had been released multi. And I think the sad thing is, is part of your answer is correct that I have a feeling that they're trying to uh, appease the Japanese developers, but part of me thinks that sadly we're getting a point to these games like Yakuza and stuff like that, where if they want to continue to develop the games at the speed that they're developing at, they have to release these games on multi-console to make the kind of money that they can in order to continue publishing games. Right. You can't well, You mean, can't just hope that your PlayStation market sells enough games. You have to, like, I think if I'm correct, the new Yakuza games even going to the Switch. Like... Well, I think it's just brand loyalty, too, because I remember when FF13 came out and um people have a like the a loyal connection with F Final Fantasy and PlayStation. Um I remember the early video clips of like people booing the Xbox 360 FF13 bundle. And um the rate at which FF13 was being sold was like the PS3 version was just outnumbering the 360 version like 10 to 1, 20 to 1. And I mean, part of it was that also FF13 was released on multiple DVD discs and not the Blu-ray discs, so you had to, like, literally exchange things yeah. in the old-fashioned days, and people defended the hell out of it, but it's just like, no. Well, that's um, but the, the interesting fact behind that, though, is Final Fantasy uh, 15 uh, and 14 were both multi-console, not that many people look at 14 being multi-console. Actually, 11 was the first multi-console Final Fantasy game to ever come out, uh, but it came out uh, multi-console because it's an online game. <laughs> So, also right. was on the 360, but 15 was the best-selling uh, Final Fantasy until Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, it, it really goes to show that them moving multi-console kind of, yeah, screwed the pooch in the, the first start of it with Final Fantasy XIII, but in the long run, they definitely uh, made some big headlines and better deals with the game, releasing for everyone to be able to play right. it. I think, like, the, the, like the, just to conclude my thought here... Um... I think it's nice, you know, other people to play Yakuza, you know, and, and get into a game like that. And, like, Sega is a third-party publisher, and I think a lot of their game, like, just about a lot of their games can should be able to do that. But I think they just want to tap and see if there's an audience on that side of the, of the pond there. Um, Yakuza right now has been affiliated with PlayStation and affiliated with that PlayStation identity and brand, so we'll see, or it might just be a case that, like, you know, this is the newest entry, so I think this is a way to get their feet wet and see if um, there's a Yakuza audience there, and then um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, just as long as, uh, as long as the game is complete and not rushed. I'd rather take it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's already time. released in Japan, if I'm correct, so it's not like it's... <laughs> mm -hmm. It's already there. So, Clyde, right. what do you think about this uh, Yakuza idea of doing it i mean the way once again the the way your face is telling me it just seems like you're like meh i would rather be playing monster hunter am i correct in my statement yeah i'm not a yakuza fan i've never played a yakuza game you, you sad soul you 
you you understand the idea of walking through a game and then playing UFO catchers inside of a virtual game inside of another virtual game to enjoy yourself. But uh, I guess we'll move on from there. Now, the last thing they showed, which is the most upsetting thing, is they showed Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla uh, quote-unquote gameplay trailer. Now, let's be honest. We all know there was no gameplay in this trailer. Now, the one interesting news about this, too, that's come up, up come out from this is uh, we've learned from uh, Ubisoft now that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be a shorter Assassin's Creed game. It's not going to be full-fledged out like Origins and Odyssey. It's also coming to Xbox One and PS4 first, and then moving to the Xbox One X and possibly PS5. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this side of things? Uh, Assassin's Creed... I mean, it looked interesting. It looked really interesting, but I stopped playing Assassin's Creed's because they just keep churning them out and churning them out and churning them out. And at this point, I'm almost a little tired of, of, of the entire this game. So you need like, to play Origins. Though... You need to play Origins, right. and, and you need to play Odyssey. I, I was the same way as you, Kalai. I stopped after Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I hadn't picked up another Assassin's Creed game until I played Odyssey. And Odyssey changed my life, and or not o- Origin, sorry, Origin changed the way I thought about Assassin's Creed games. And then I played Odyssey, which is not as good as Origins, but great games nonetheless. Yeah. I'd say, like, I haven't really played the Assassin's Creed games. I mean, I played some of the spinoffs on the Vita. Those, those like, China, you know, Assassin's Creed China and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just uh, FYI for everybody out there. So, like, 3 was great because it was in America. Then what? there was Black whoa, Flag, whoa, whoa, which was Pirates of the Caribbean. Whoa. 3 was terrible. No, I heard it was great. No, 3 I mean, was... Actually, as a matter of, three was... as a matter of fact, I have to play that for the backlog, but... From what I heard, three was I heard nothing but great things about three. I don't know from where you know from where you're at, but in Canada, he was raving about it. Yeah, but uh, what, which one was three? Three was where you played it. Go to America. Played played a, uh, and I don't want to be impolitically correct here. Is where you played. Uh, it was during the American Revolution. Connor, yeah. you played Connor. Yes. The whiny little bitch. Yes. The one that they... no three was terrible. Yeah, three was a terrible one. I'm I, I, like, I'll tell you what. When I'm done here, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna find that thing. I'm gonna fire it up and oh. we'll see if Connor is is this whiny little bitch, as they say. I mean, it's just um, a terrible well, game I mean, on the sense that it it just never played like an Assassin's Creed game, which is I think where the biggest complaint came, and it was uh, all about following quests, not fetch quests. Yeah, and he whined about everything in the game. And you start off as a child. Just play Origins. Just play no. Origins. No, well, my point I was trying to get at is after Black Flag, there was Unity, and Unity was one of the biggest, most embarrassing disasters for the franchise and yep. for Ubisoft. Yep. Uh, with with you know with broken glitches, uh, a one hundred like a, a nearly one hundred gigabyte patch to fix everything, and then Syndicate actually came and was kind of like it, it kind of patched things up, but like after that, they were like, "Yo, we need to take a break from all this," and then Origins restored a lot of faith. Yeah, exactly. Okay, next one. Okay. Like, uh, can we close the show? Because that was the whoa, last. Whoa, whoa, wait! But let's just have closing comments on this conference to begin with. So, my, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I think it's 
it's interesting. I, I mean, give credit to Xbox for being the first uh, company to come out with uh, a press conference-like thing uh, for the kind of Games of Summer, if it was Games of Summer, or if it was just its own thing. I mean, they're trying something new. I will admit, next time they should probably look at at least giving better equipment to the people that are having to do the interviews or talks. <laughs> or better place them in a better environment. Um, but it's neat to see, like I said before, I just like the idea that we're seeing a lot of third-party games over first-party, Which, but also at the same time, this kind of worries me because with us not seeing first-party games at this point in time for the Xbox uh, Series 1 uh, X, it just shows that, to me, that I don't know how much they're going to have for exclusives when this game launches. And right now, the sad thing is, is like I just said, every one of these games is coming to PC. And Kali's laughing at all of us. Because she's got a massive good PC. So, you know, it's one of those things where I really hope that Xbox does have some exclusives that make people want to buy this console. And uh, move away from having to build a crazy PC. But uh, what about you, Kalai? You look like you're ready to speak in on your PC love. Yeah. Um, it's just confirming my want of not buying the new system. I don't even know if I want a new PS5 at this point. Because if I can get most of my games cheaper and better, I don't see the point. Um, I did like the conference overall. I think Xbox is getting out ahead of of this unlike the last console because they were like oh look here is first person shooters here's us revolutionizing here's us going out and getting third party studios to have games and with the ability to upgrade everything what they're doing is is that i think they're trying to get games on the system the new system as fast as possible which is good because last uh I believe last generation it was the PS4 that had all of these games that were put out right away. And Xbox One had nothing. No, no. And Xbox One had nothing. But but here's the problem. They're having the same problem they had last generation when the Xbox, the Xbox One came out and the PS4 came out. The problem was, is that Xbox did the thing of going, hey, we're going to let you play some of your 360 games. Or we're going to let you have a certain amount of your backwards library. We're, allow- we're going to allow you to bring some of your library from your last console to this console. The problem is, is that they're not bringing us exclusives. And like I say, I don't... It, there's no... Like you said, Kalai, yourself. If you can play something now on your PC, why should I buy an Xbox? Why should you buy a new Xbox Series 1 when all the games are coming out for your Xbox One X? Well, I think they're doing that purposely because I think they're broadening to a software company. If I buy and build a computer, I'm still giving money to Microsoft. Not really. Like, most of these games, if you buy these games that were shown during this conference, they are going... None of these are made by Microsoft Studios. You're not giving... No, no, no. No, no, no. Or you're about if you buy... If I build my own computer, I'm still giving money to Microsoft. Well, I mean, because you have to buy Windows. Or you can be smart. Or you can be smart and just not... I mean, I I don't by any way, shape, or form agree with piracy but if you're smart you find a bunch of people that want to build a pc together with you and then you buy a multi-pc unit code for that and then you get microsoft windows for next to nothing. all right but either all way right. roberto what are your closing what about, thoughts? yeah what are your closing thoughts on this like conference i mean you saw the highlights so you saw the the highs of this conference you saw none of the shit 
You just saw what was good. So how did you feel with seeing just the good of this conference? We, I have to say it again, we are in unch- uncharted waters with how we're going to be seeing the next generation and how the next generation will be brought to us. We absolutely did not expect for the things to happen that, that have happened and how they've pr- progressed. I think that um, it's going to be weird uh, because of the fact that like all the, all along with console generations, it was always like, oh, look at the graphics, look at the graphics, and look at the, how powerful they are. And it's like, we're heading that, that plateau of like, how much better can the graphics be and how much more realistic can they be? It's going to be a matter of style, creativity, gameplay, story. Those are the things that are going to matter. I think it's versatility, and too. Also, right, and then how people will adapt. I still think that one thing that's going to really knock my socks off is if one of these guys continues... Well, well, well okay, one of these guys. Well, Nintendo's already knocked it out with you know no, uh, recognizing that Video game handheld gaming is still important. I want to see Xbox enter the handheld gaming realm. I want to see them with a with with something like that and compete with Switch. And I want PS4 to do the same thing and not give up. So just they are. So still, they are. They both know. are. So just just so you know, Xbox and uh, PS4 or PS5 are by this point, quote unquote, uh, both yeah. doing uh quote-unquote handhelds and in the way they're they're doing it is uh from my understanding xbox is looking at doing it where it's a controller that has it all built in i don't know if that was a concept or a real thing um but no that's the concept but what you're missing is the surface yeah putting out new surfaces they just announced new surface that will be able to play games okay so So, what i'm saying is like i said we see that I think but, that's when we'll, however, we'll get there, but it's 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 versatility. Yeah. In the game well, that's I mean, versatility wise, uh, PS, Xbox, and PlayStation are still doing the idea of owning something secondary that can run the things and just having it stream or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus you have the X Cloud that will allow you to play your games anywhere. Well, that's that's what I mean. But I mean, that's like saying the the PlayStation, uh, the PS4 remote play was you know works so well in most environments, which uh, it doesn't. So, you know, speaking from having to use it uh, firsthand, uh, I I just, I really do agree with Roberto. I really do hope that we get something that's more like the Vita, where I could download a a version of a game and play it and things like that. So, right. But if we don't get any of those handheld devices, we still have our versatility, support, gameplay design. Those are the things that uh, we need to start thinking about for the future, especially also supporting indies and making sure that they have a spotlight and we can cultivate a better ecosystem so that they have a better opportunity to shine and, and have some kind of support. And I just think that uh, also one more closing thing, agreeing with that as well. I just hope that uh, this is a, I do know that Xbox got a lot of hate for this conf, this little video, basically based on how they named it with saying gameplay and not having gameplay. I really do hope that this helps uh, move Xbox into a, uh, forward into a direction that helps them get better and better. That's that's all we can see. Mm-hmm. They're moving forward in a positive direction that I like to see. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's close out this show. If you do like us, please subscribe and rate us. We're on Twitter. Just go to GameStuffCast. Our Facebook is GameStuffPodcast. Just ask for an invite and we'll let you in. We have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Gamer. If you'd like to get in touch with us, I'm at Kalai21, K-A-L-A-I, the number 21 on Twitter. Roberto's at Jehuti88, that's J-E-H-U-T-Y 88. 
the grounded gamer uh for Corey. that's uh two d's double d no e and of course you have uh joe who is mr tmnt84 that's capital mr capital tmnt84 um if you do like us uh you can um help us out by going to provengamer.com clicking on any amazon link and do your shopping like normal also we support humble bundle and our charity's extra life just follow my link in the show notes go buy all these games apparently you can pre-order on pc yeah um also if you like this show check out our other shows we have trophy horrors and pg spoilers i also want to thank isaac sago who did our logo and the band take away the ugly all of their information is in our show notes so thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff. May the force be with you guys. Take care. Have a good one. Stay safe and well. Wash your hands and practice the social distancing. Or go to the park. Or do what I've been doing. Go to the park. Walk for an hour. Sit down and bring your Switch and Vita, because then you get the, a lot of the fresh air and the vitamin D. Anyway, stay safe. Take care. Just stay safe, guys. Keep on playing those games and keep on listening to the good old our good old show called Game Stuff.